When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Wednesday. I had to look because I never know what day it is anymore. I mean, I I have no idea what day it is. I'm very confused. (laughs) This is fake week. Uh, The week between Christmas and New Year's is fake week. Nothing actually happens. Uh, We all just kind of sit around in the days. Yeah. For, and yet uh, we're still here. We're still here. A week, so. You know what, though? We work in the toy department, as I like to say. And yeah. uh, we're not uh, working a jackhammer or changing uh, the diapers of uh, the elderly not, and the sick. One of the uh, no. guys working in the sewers taking up all the parking on Racine right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that. I hope that's a, a short-term that, problem and not a, a long-term problem. Yeah. I saw that like, the, the sign, the arrow, the giant arrow flashing. I'm like, uh-oh, that's, that's more <laughs> of a permanent situation okay. and really our only concern is available parking yeah yeah oh correct it's only sewage, about right? us we <laughs> don't care about the sewage <laughs> what, yeah, I, don't, I, don't I mean the that. sink over here does smell a little off but well, i don't really care as long as i can maybe park. we'll get a a, a a visit from our friend yeah. in the chat <laughs> <laughs> blame him he must be in the area uh, anyway thanks for joining us if you're watching on youtube thank you make sure you smash that like button and if we hit twenty three thousand yet do we get there yeah, be close. I don't think yet Ooh. we're we're closing in. All right, so let's let's everybody subscribe. subscribe to the YouTube page. Yes, even if you're a podcast uh, listener, jump onto YouTube, go find a CHGO sports page. It's not hard to find. Mm-hmm. Hit that subscribe button for us. That would be a huge uh, New yeah, Year's twenty three K for twenty twenty three. That's beautiful. That's I love it. Perfect way to start. I the love new it. Year. So yeah, do that. Uh, if you're also on the podcast app, make sure you're following us and you're subscribed and all those wonderful things. We appreciate you being with us. So here we are in the midst of the round robin of the World Junior Championships. The Hawks are mired in year one of the rebuild. They've lost 17 of 19, um, and it's not going to really get much better. So we're going to take a little Blackhawks reprieve, at least the NHL Blackhawks reprieve. <sighs> and we're going to reflect a little bit and dream a little bit <laughs> about large what side. could be. I feel lighter. I feel lighter. Yeah, yeah, really. Better. It feels good. Yes, it feels good to not talk about the Blackhawks for an hour. Well, mm. let's talk about some some potential future Blackhawks. And if if you've been mm. watching the World Junior Championships, uh, good for you. Every game is broadcast on NHL Network, so the it's right there for you. And the. Various and, uh, TSN channels up in Canada. I know we have some Canadian viewers as well. Yes. TSN. TSN. <laughs> yeah. TSN, by the way, geo-locked content. Great strategy yeah. uh, for us American hockey fans. Love that. Grow the game. Um, but, yeah, you can watch it up there in Canada. Right, because it makes it difficult if you don't actually have a TV to stream a game Yes. in the States. Mm-hmm. Because there's no streaming app that I know of that – you know, if you don't have access to your TV that ha- is subscribed to the NHL network, I'm not sure else how you can watch it. Yeah, I don't know. If, like mm-hmm. I thought, maybe ESPN Plus will stream them. It doesn't. Nope. Nope, not a, not a thing. Mm. Um, it's got to be a rights thing. It's a right because yeah. the NHL has no dictation over that. But TSN and ESPN are like allies, yeah. aren't they? Isn't yeah. TSN like Canadian ESPN? Yeah, basically. So why not just? With the yes, Sports Centra, yeah, right? yeah. exactly. Sports they even Centra. got the letters are even in the same font. Yeah, yeah. it's it's. So I don't it's know why the you can't thing. just stream only on ESPN Plus. I think it's a. I think it's a a U.S. rights deal is probably with the NHL Network, so it can't go on ESPN well, they need to change in the that states because NHL Network is less than optional. It's, yeah, it, you would think it'd be in the best interest to get the thing out to a broader audience. Not not everybody has the NHL network and there's so many people that don't watch cable satellite TV. So there's no way to stream. It's not like an NHL network has a streaming app Mm. or NHL.com streams. Maybe do that. Yeah. Like, especially for something like this and like, and, and all they do otherwise, except for team USA is just simulcast the TSN games. 
Right. And then right. they have Dave Starman in the studio doing his mm-hmm. American Pierre Maguire shtick. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm not a fan of broadcasters in the studio. No. Like, I understood, it's in I, Halifax. It's I, not I under- like it's overseas. Right. I understood when it was COVID and you needed mm-hmm. to do it. But yeah. like, it's got to be a difficult job for those guys no, sitting sucks. at NHL Network studio calling a game. Off a of TV. Yeah. yeah, it's not easy to do hockey. No, it's, it's bad. And like, I know Dave Starman isn't for everybody. But like overall, I think he does a really good job. Yeah. He's he's great at knowing college guys and st- as I say, he's American Pierre Maguire. He knows everybody that's ever he played does, college does hockey. All the NCAA, and that's the time yeah. to know it, yeah. right? So like, I appreciate his his uh, input for this, but like, I wish it was just in a better situation. Yeah. Well, if it wasn't for NHL Network, I wouldn't know anything about Campbell June. Um, <laughs> They're all over my email. Yeah, now. and mesothelioma. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. And NHL I do know where to get that. adult diapers discreetly emailed to my house. <laughs> oh, perfect. I mean, all you need to <laughs> Only know the highest end commercials. I mean, all, you, all, all you need to know is how great a network is doing is by the quality of the advertisements. Yes, mm-hmm. and all it is is you know not an attorney spokesman's commercials. Yeah. and like <laughs> catheter commercials. Hey, they don't have. You know what? They've got Camp Lejeune. We've got Shady Rays. We win. Oh, yes. absolutely! I That's would it. much yeah, rather have sunglasses yeah. than and and the commercial for the uh, the guy that uh, the the sick grandpa because he doesn't clean his sleep apnea machine well enough. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, okay. I miss you, Grandma. You gotta you gross woman that can't clean her <laughs> equipment. Yeah. Anyway, I know that's why you tuned in so we can bag on NHL <laughs> Network and make fun of the commercials and everything, uh, which is fun. It's all in good fun. But the reason that we are all watching, and I think you're all watching the World Junior Championships, is to get eyes on Connor McDavid and Adam Fantilli and what Connor Bedard yeah he's not Connor McDavid say? yet McD- you said McDavid. Did I say McDavid yeah Connor Bedard the and soon Adam to be Fantilli second it's pretty yeah. In the NHL. <laughs> yeah right um you want to watch those guys and despite their game one loss to Czechia who is a steamroller apparently um Look you out. saw those moments from those two dudes in that game especially Bedard who scored assisted by Kevin Korczynski who we're going to get to later in the show um, man, that we've heard about it from Cam Robinson. We heard about it from uh, Chris Peters. We heard about it from everybody. The Connor Bedard's release, his release, his release. His shot. Until you see it mm-hmm. in the course of a game, you can see all the like warm up videos you want, all the things like pregame, that sort of stuff. When you see him unleash that release in the course of live action, it's really incredible. And Austin Matthews is a comparison. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. yeah, there there have been so many people who have been watching Bedard <clears throat> for for you know as as he's gone up into this last season into his draft year this year, um, and just use the the Matthews comparison and and there have been a few people that that have said you know if if Bedard was in the NHL right now he'd have one of the best one of the five best players based on his shot and his release in the NHL like that is. That is insane. Like you don't see that uh, every year in 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 draft eligible prospects. There's not there's not a guy every year that you're like if he was in the NHL now he would be one of the best shooters. You don't you don't see that. And and so that's one of the factors that makes Bedard such a special player to to, to watch. And yeah, like the, the the first game didn't go Canada's way. Um, it's too bad. But uh, you know, we just had the World Cup. Uh, just you know, happening uh, in, in Qatar. And um, Argentina's first game, they got toasted by uh, Saudi Arabia. And I believe they won the World Cup Yeah, for our for our soccer fans out there. Yeah, so, you guy, know, uh, opening... Leonardo Messi? DiCaprio? Yeah. McDavid? Tur- the Ninja yeah. Turtle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Dropping the first game of a tournament is not uh, is is not a death sentence. They have to have they have to come back strong uh, tonight against uh, Germany and and you want you want to see. I think for Canada and and for Bedard and Fantilli, I think what they did against Czechia was kind of come out thinking that they could just step on the ice and be the better team. Yeah, it was a wake up. I call. mean, you get two Michigan attempts in the same. Period? <laughs> Almost the same shift. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, in a 0 0 game. Right. It's like, all right, get that out of your system. <laughs> mm, yeah. Right, yeah. Get over yourselves and play some hockey. Yeah. Right. So, so tonight might be a game where we see a more focused Canadian team and they might do yeah. a, do a, I, I put a big number up on Germany. Aside from probably the assumption that they were just going to walk all over Czechia, which 
it seems like, especially in like, younger tournaments, that seems that to catch a team every year. Early oh, yeah. in the round robin, they're like, oh, yeah, we got to actually play against these guys. Um, you're also seeing guys who are, yes, they've played together before, but they're all coming from their junior team to gather for this tournament. Yeah, they have a couple preliminary games that are played at like 60, 70% effort. Yeah. Um, but the, the round robin is kind of to work that whole thing out and get these guys playing and firing on all, on all cylinders. And Canada was definitely not in that first game. They were, they were trying to be too cute, which is what we saw from Dynasty Blackhawks forever when they would struggle. <laughs> uh, you did see them sort of assume victory while the less talented uh, roster-wise Czechia team just kept the game simple. And that's why Luke Richardson, oh, God, can I can we talk a little bit about the Hawks? Can sure. Make the parallel. This when you have Hawks less Hawks. talent, allowed. It is a Black you Hawks have show. to simplify the game mm-hmm. to stand a chance. Czechia did it. And, yeah, like you look at the, the final stats, the shots on goal, the possession, all that stuff was vastly in favor of Canada, but they held on. Mm-hmm. Well, Czechia is a legit team. No they're, doubt. They're no joke. you got to remember, in August, the last tournament, the reboot, they're the team that knocked USA out of the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. They upset them. Uh, when you saw them play against Canada, they were the better team. They played better as a team. They play stingy defense. They've got maybe some of the best goaltending in the entire tournament. Yep. Canada's goaltending was an issue, was, you know, people were worried about that heading into the game, you know, into the tournament saying that was their weakness, but don't worry, we're going to be able to score nine goals a game and it's okay. Well, oops. You didn't score yeah. nine goals. You <laughs> right. gave up five to a team that maybe is pretty good offensively because they beat the crap out of Austria last night. <laughs> Nine to nothing where they actually scored more goals than they allowed shots on goal. Austria gave up nine goals and only had eight shots on goal. That's that's. I believe their goalie uh, also had two assists in the game. Three assists, three. I think it was. Yeah, three assists from the goalie. Like, <laughs> So, hey, that's the kind of guy that Luke Richardson likes. Maybe yeah, we'll be right. drafting him in the seventh <laughs> round. Uh, part, you know, we saw Peter Morazic listening to that last night, saying, "Maybe I need to be more aggressive." No, no, you <laughs> stay where you you stay there. Um, so, the Czech team was a team. They were eighteen guys playing together, playing within their system, not trying to do anything. Where Canada, on paper, so much more talent, but it was eighteen individuals out there trying yes, to yeah. look at me, look at the hot shit I am, and meanwhile. They just check you going, okay, you do your fancy little tricks, and okay. then and then we're just going to score dirty, greasy goals and make you cry at the end of the night because you lost. Yeah. And by the way, speaking of the Michigan shots, I'm not I'm not anti-Michigan shot. There's a time and a place for everything, but should it not be a high-sticking penalty if you attempt a Michigan shot and hit the goalie in the face with your stick like Adam Fantilli did? If it's below the bar. It should be clean, right? Uh, well, no. If you hit him in the face, would it be high? So, because if, if you if, hit, cause let's say let's say a skater, you know, went to a knee to block a shot, mm-hmm. right? And the another skater's stick hit him in the face. Would that be high sticking? I don't think so. Yeah, if it if it hits you in the face, but if he's if the stick's under control, if it's incidental contact, then I think if the guy went down. Your stick's not high. If it's incidental contact, if you hit him in the face, but he's down like you just skate past him and it goes by i think that's maybe a judgment call on the ref but a, even a follow-through on a shot which the, the the lacrosse goal attempt is and you hit him in the face i would think that would be a penalty i just because it's a goalie it, with a full cage that, that they it let it go I, i'm not sure sh- shot right uh bedard's was actually blocked uh the defenseman saw it coming and got his stick and knocked his stick down mm-hmm. and but the Frantilli shot he whacked the goalie right in the face and it's like how is that not a penalty here's the uh Especially usa the, IHS, the double ihf if you do if you even look at a guy in the face they're gonna <laughs> kick right the they, they they police, they, are they anti- police headshots right a lot uh they're far stricter, stricter. And i, I thought yeah. you know i thought that should have been a penalty so here's a rule from usa hockey High sticking is the action where a player carries a stick above the normal height of the opponent's shoulders and makes contact with the opponent. So Last I think time I checked the heads above the shoulders. Right, but the normal height of the shoulders. I mean, it was probably like right here to do a Michigan. I don't know. I think it should have been. Well, a penalty, if the goalie is down in its in their crease, I don't know. Call the rule book. 
That's that'll be that'll be my my answer to it. Yeah. And what if, if a guy if, if it is a, a dives headfirst head and puts his arms to his side and just like a rocket and just knocks the puck off a stick a stick carrier? Then he should be playing high soccer. sticking because his face is on the ground. Let's find this it's, out. It's Let's get our crack in. research team on this right yes. now and find out. Because it's very important. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But it, my, my interpretation would be, look, if he's, if the player is lower than my shoulders, my stick below my shoulder is a reasonable height in all pretty much all incidents. Yeah. I don't know. And it doesn't matter. Who cares? Don't hit people in the face. I think that's, I think that's a simple, simple strategy. And, and yeah. yeah, like the, the, the argument uh, made a lot of times by people who are goalies uh, against that, that play is for that fact is because you're getting sticks right in your face um, sticks and you want to avoid any kind of contact like that to avoid eye injury, facial injuries, you know, potential concussions and everything like that. So there is, I, I look, I love the creativity that uh, that kind of goal brings that kind of shot attempt brings um there's a lot of creativity you can you can do with even setting up that play look at what trevor zegers did uh was that last season yep um you know flip you know faking it and flipping the puck over over the goal there was a uh great goal by um penn state's uh, women's hockey team recently that uh that that i saw where you know had the puck behind the net, did did the stick motions. Someone else came back behind the other way, easy wraparound because they're all thinking that it's coming wrapping up. So I love the creativity that that kind of play can bring, but I think if you just let it go because it's cool, without any kind of ruling on you know high sticking or or anything like that uh, towards the goalie, goaltender interference, like anything like that, since that's so open for interpretation, um, I think there needs to be some sort of policing on that that's fair i agree with that because you are putting your stick in the face of the yeah because because the goalie is is even though he's got all the padding still vulnerable to you know shot follow throughs and and everything like that like it's it's, we saw it to darcy kemper last year in the stanley cup playoffs right got a stick in the eye even even through the cage Mm -hmm. it happens (laughs) yeah so i wonder you know the other the other thing to compare it to is if you're trying to screen the goalie you're standing in front of him, and you turn to your left. I'm left-handed, so to my left, to your right if you're right-handed, and your stick blade hits him in the face. That's, I mean, that's interference. Right. It should be, at least. Yeah. That's oh, interesting. I don't know, but it was it was just funny, regardless of how they rule it or choose to rule it. Um, some of the, the clapback that those guys were getting for doing it, and I think there is some validity to it, but, you know, Greg, you said there's a time and a place for it. Zero-zero in a round robin? Maybe. If you think you can pull it off, and it had not been for the son of Blackhawks legend Yaroslav Spachek defending that shot, it probably would have been a goal. Um, but I think after a loss, especially a team with a fan base like Canada and with expectations like Canada, people are going to be pissed regardless. And they're looking for things to be mad about as opposed to saying it's game one of a round robin. They're going to be fine. I, does anyone think Canada's not going to be fine? After the loss, I think there's some Canadian fans that probably don't think that they're going to be fine. But I, well, I, I look at the roster up and down, and I and I say, look, like they will be fine. They should be fine. They're going to have a tough game against Sweden mm-hmm. uh, before the preliminary round. They got uh, they'll, they'll have Austria and Germany. Those are easy wins. T's and P's. And then they'll get they'll have Sweden. That will be that was probably the game that everybody circled to be like Their that's who's going to win the group. Yeah. Now they're already won. But one interesting stat. Uh, one of my favorites, uh, hockey writers of all time, Bob McKenzie, said yesterday on the TSN uh, broadcast um, that in every tournament where Canada has lost the, their opening round-robin tournament, I think it's happened three or four times, they've never meddled when they've lost the first game of round-robin. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, so mm. uh, I'm not mm. saying that's going to happen. This team is way too talented, but again... They got to start buying into playing a team game, and their goaltending is a little eh. And in yeah. a in a in a, in a one game winner take all against a team like you know any any team that they would face in in the knockout round, you're gonna have to figure out how to, to score goals. And and I I kind like I knew the people were gonna get pissed about the Michigan stuff. 
Only because they didn't score. Had both of those guys scored in those plays, oh, nobody be would the, be saying no, it. The top it, highlight. It'd be, yeah. Yeah. it'd be the highlight of the of the tournament already. Right. So even if they even if they win that game, they don't score those right. those goals. But they Canada wins that game. It, this is a, it's a non factor. But you know this is this is the part of the the World Juniors that I I hate because every time Canada loses, like people just overreact and and act like complete idiots and say things on Twitter and social media about freaking teenagers yeah. and essentially mm-hmm. an exhibition game get a life get a life yeah. uh, if you're if you're messaging uh hateful things to to people because of sports or for any reason oh yeah just for any reason for really. any reason yeah. like just don't do that be a better be a better person than that it's really easy to be to be better than that um all you have to do is not this Man. <laughs> Log don't, off your just phone. Don't and go do that. For a walk. Yeah, go if get some fresh air. If you're that upset because a bunch of 17 year old kids lost a hockey game, go for a walk. Yeah, get some fresh air. A really air. long walk. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, go read a book. A go listen to some classical music. Whatever you need to do. Go give your head a shake. And but I I do think some criticism of those two plays is valid. Where sure. like, hey, you're behind the net. You're Connor Bedard. You're on this amazingly talented team. Maybe find a higher percentage. Scoring chance there in a tying game because if they score for you know they 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 get a couple goals early and they make it two three nothing or three to one that game they they could probably put it on cruise control from there but instead you know it didn't go their way yeah it, it, regardless of outcome regardless of fan feedback regardless of all that stuff you could see that those two especially Bedard obviously. They're just a different level yeah. from everybody else on the ice. And that, what Fantilli had a really nice rush where he was sort of hip checked into a cartwheel. Yeah. Uh, which I was sort of surprised wasn't a penalty considering how they're calling everything. I know it's like the contact that I had is like a zero, uh, zero tolerance a sort check. of a thing. But I don't know. It, it was just dazzling, even though it didn't work. <laughs> right, like he he just stick handles through traffic. He shows that speed, yeah, and 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 can't you know can't turn it into a goal. But Bedard too, just making something out of nothing every shift. Yeah, yeah. and that's like that's like McDavid, where you know I, I still think back to that bubble series, which the Hawks somehow won. <laughs> every time that guy was on the ice, you were scared because every time he was on the ice, something was going to happen. Yeah. And in one game, we've seen that from Connor Bedard in this tournament. Yeah, but and you don't want Connor McDavid on your playoff team, though. No, some no, people of course don't. Not. Uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> and the funny thing too is is McDavid and Bedard, both Connors, um, are both considered. You know, when when McDavid was coming through his draft year, the you know the the narrative was franchise changing generational player the narrative around bedard is you know franchise changing like very very special player um and the funny thing is that they're they're very different in the way that they're looked at as those types of 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 players mcdavid was just so physically gifted and and still is with just speed and creativity and and (laughs) flash and just being able to just be, just to skate better than ever, than anybody else that, that's going to be on the ice with him, uh, and use that to his advantage, <clears throat> and then be able to have you know a great shot, amazing hands, uh, and the whole package offensively. With Bedard, <clears throat> his speed is not the, is, he's not going to skate around everybody, but it's the creativity that he has and, and and the shot that he has. Two things that I think were were on. Full display in in the first uh, game for Canada. You saw it in the in the on the exhibition games. If you've been paying attention to him uh, in in the WHL this season, it has just been on display every single night. Just the 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 specialness that he has. Um, and and Fantilli could have could have had a you know a better game, but there were some moments where where he stood out. It's still on a very stacked Canadian team. Those two those two kids are head and shoulders above the rest of them. And, and that's why, you know, if, if, if you're not on board yet for getting, getting excited about the 2023 draft as a Blackhawks fan, uh, you, you got to get on board because those, those two guys are special. And to see them at this stage is very special. So pay attention to that. Just checking in on Connor Bedard's uh, WHL stats, 28 games, 27 goals, 37 assists. If you're not good at math, that's 64 points. And I'm pretty sure 
He is still active. His his uh, point streak is still active because he got called up to, to Canada, which he was uh, left off the score sheet in the first game of the season. So what did you say, 28 games he's played? Uh, 28. So yep. 27 20 game, 27-game point streak. That's pretty good. Averaging essentially three points a night. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> insane. Uh, we got a question in the that's, chat from that's uh, 17. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, he'll turn 18 later this year. Uh, Christian says, would Bedard go straight to the NHL yes. Yes. when drafted? Yes. Uh, if you missed opening night lineup last week's show with Chris Peters, again, I don't know what day that was, but easy Thursday. to find. That was last Thursday. Thursday. Last Thursday? Day, yes. Yeah. Go check that out. Really good stuff on uh, previewing the tournament, which is all still valid because it's around Robin. Mm-hmm. And uh, talked a lot about Bedard and Fantilli specifically. Yeah. And then there was another question about uh, trading Patrick Kane in the chat. There it is from Paul. If the Hawks can get a first-round pick for Kane, what do you think it would take to trade up for a second top five pick in the draft, Bedard, Fantilli, and take a risk on Mitch Cobb at four or five? I don't think the Hawks have the pieces to make that happen. No. Um, no, I mean... It would, it would require... <laughs> It would require trading Patrick Kane for at least a first-round pick to a team that then somehow catastrophized out of a playoff chase and into the lottery, and then their lottery ball pops up. Well, unless you were to trade, like, let's say you trade Kane to a playoff team somewhere in, like, the 20s, and then you take that and the Tampa pick, is that enough to trade up to five? I don't think so. Oh, no. You would probably have to trade one of those 2024 picks, too. Yeah. So you're talking three first-round picks to move up to take Mm -hmm. a guy that – might not may be or may not years. be here. No, I Forever. wouldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, if if something funky happens and and like you somehow your that second pick is somehow, you know, he keeps falling and falling and falling and fall because he's been hurt most of this season too. Yeah, and and then Mitchkov that is yeah Mitchkov yeah. and then like he basically when he got healthy was on a KHL team that refused to play him essentially, so he's had a very weird wacky season. I don't think he's going three no matter who's there. I think he's going to fall a little bit, and you know maybe it's a weird situation where he falls and the Hawks are picking somewhere around 16, 17. I don't know if he'll fall Oof. that far, but Oof. maybe he'll be available at like eight or nine, where you can then take one of those picks and package it to move up to there to grab mm-hmm. him. But I wouldn't go all crazy and then for the fourth or fifth pick to get him. Yeah, I would also uh, let's let's remember too that like Bedard and Fantilli w- w- would be great if it falls that way. You also need way more than just those two. You know, even if you get, you know, let's let's fantasize and say they get Bedard and Mitchkov, which is super unlikely. But like, even those two are not. At some point, you kind of need numbers. And remember, really good players can be taken later in a draft. Yeah. Alex DeBrinket was a second round pick. Mm-hmm. Duncan Keith was a second round pick. Uh, we were just talking about Miko Rantanen, who was just tearing it up for the Avalanche, keeping them afloat through all of their injuries. Uh, he was a, a, a 10 overall. Mm-hmm. So you can get, you can find guys. It doesn't always have to be just top five, right, top right. seven to find great players. And if we're getting Bedard or Fantilli, there's no reason to sell a super high to get another top five guy at this point. Now, the question is, if they fall out of one or two, can they find a way to get there? Like, let's say they've got four or five. Three, four, or five, is that and a Tampa pick enough to move up to two? I don't know. I think I, most teams are going to say no. It's it's, I don't it's think, one and two, and then it's everybody else. Yeah, I, I think if, if, if the Blackhawks don't have one of the top three picks, which I, I, I don't know how that's not going to happen given the way that the draft lottery rules are and the way the season is going, but if they have, let's say, fourth and 21st with, with Tampa's pick, right? Um. I don't think you're going to talk the teams that land one and two out of picking mm-hmm. one or two. I, I think those those two players at the top of this draft class are almost untouchable as far as where you, where you land in, in, in the draft lottery. Yeah. I think if you want to try and mix it up and say, here, here's four and 21, we want to go to three and get Leo Carlson or something, if you're really sold on him, you could do I, – I think a team could be talked into that. Um, well, this thing, like, if you're the Hawks and you've got two and someone comes to you with four and 21, are you taking it? No. 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 I, yeah. I, I, I think that unless, you're, <laughs> unless you're going to, a, to a, either of those teams and say, here is established young superstar and our first-round pick and extra, you know, then you might have something, but no team's going to do that. 
And the Hawks don't have an established young superstar. They do not. No. No. Not at all. Not until Kevin Kurczynski gets here. Speaking of, he uh, is <laughs> a name that is popping up in the chat. What are you looking for? This is from Mike here. What are you looking for in Kevin Kurczynski this tournament? Points, plus minus, average minutes. Uh, plus minus is a, is a made-up stat. Doesn't It's imaginary. It doesn't really matter all that much. Um, he's basically playing third-line power play specialist role with this Canadian team. Um, I, I think the biggest thing f- that I want to see for him is um, how he looks defensively yeah. because the offensive side of his game is, is very well uh, ahead of you know, his, his ability in his own zone. And we've talked with, with Chris Peters, with Cam Robinson, um, about Korchinski, and, and you know, the, the consensus seems to be that you know, if he was able to just focus on the offensive side of his game, he would probably be able to survive in the NHL right now. Uh, but he has to be a more complete player for him to be, A, serviceable, and B, ready to jump in for the Blackhawks. Yeah. So I'm fo- I, I would like to see his defensive game, uh, see how he, how he looks. If he's getting sheltered and just playing on the power play, that's just how Canada is going to use him, and there's not much you can do about that. But uh in 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 his in his five on five defending i think is something that i'm gonna gonna focus on because i think the offense and and the power play abilities will shine through eventually through the tournament so um focusing on on what he needs to improve if there are some improvements that we can see in this tournament that would be really good to see why don't we do this why don't we're a little behind on our on our ad breaks why don't we tell our friends about comed and uh and game time and then we're going to get into the blackhawks prospects that are currently playing in the tournament sure comed yeah. They want to save you money and energy. And to do that, they've created the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, which is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities that they serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide, a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights, learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device, and track your facility's energy usage, and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor, outdoor lighting, and networked lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than before. So visit comed.com slash slash powering biz i can read today uh to start saving money and energy to start a project you can call them at 855-433-2700 you can email them as well business ee at comed.com or public sector ee at comed.com and if you like going to see sporting events or concerts and hell who doesn't uh game time is the place for you they are the hottest new ticketing site and they make it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. If you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never dreamed of before, 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert, how about against the glass at a Hawks game? It is possible with the game time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You will not find a better deal this season on Blackhawks tickets. It's created by fans, for fans, and they guarantee the lowest price so if you find a better deal on another ticketing site reach out to our friends at game time and they will beat the deal that is the game time guarantee and if you love chgo then you will love game time the best way to support us is to buy your tickets through the link in our podcast descriptions there on youtube or in your podcast app expand those descriptions and click that game time link that's how you help us out join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all of your favorite events. And speaking of CHGO, make sure you become a diehard today. You save 20% on merch, on events, on takeovers. You get a free shirt or hat uh, on sign-up and uh, every year upon renewal. And um, pretty soon, we should have an announcement yep. about our uh, about our takeover. Our takeover. Our Hawks game takeover. Oh, we're gonna um, can't take share over the, the details UC. yet, but it's coming. Uh, and we'll have plenty of time for you to get your tickets and join us and plan for all of that. But it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time. And you see our buddy Lawrence is rocking the legendary 81 design. I got mine right before Christmas, which is perfect timing. 
Uh, looks great. Super comfortable shirts, all of them. So get those at CHGO Locker. And again, if you're a diehard, you save 20% on everything in the CHGO Locker. That, mm-hmm. is a, that is a great, great deal. One more question about uh, Fantilli. I think it was our friend Bihan up a little bit earlier in the chat saying, do you think Fantilli goes back to Michigan for a second year, or do you see him in the NHL from day one like Bedard? Uh Chris Peters seemed to think there was a chance he goes back to Michigan for yeah. another year. Matty Beneers did. Yeah. Bowen Power did. Look. I think Owen Power just wanted to limit the time he had to spend in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, true. Hard to, <laughs> I mean, hard to argue that. But, um, but as Hawks fans, if, if Fantilli is the pick, it's going to be really hard for him to not be here for us. But if we know anything about Kyle Davidson, and I think what we know about him is pretty limited so far, uh, he is patient with prospects. He's not going to rush anybody. That is He's going to take his time and uh, – you know, I, I think that that's – it would not shock me if the Hawks land Fantilli if he goes back to Michigan. And if he's not going to play in Chicago, he might. where else would he start, right? right if there's, there's a team ready for him to be the guy at Chicago. Yeah. But I, I would not – if I was going to bet on it, I would think he goes back for another year. Yeah, I mean, it just, it just kind of comes down to, like you said, like which team would be – ready to have him come in. And I, I, I think if Chicago lands number two and they land Adam Fantilli, I would have zero problems if he was a day one NHL guy just because <clears throat> I think there's there's opportunity for him for him to grow that uh in, at the NHL level. Um I think this he's he's a guy that's a lot different than Kirby Doc. And I think it's a much different situation than bringing a guy like 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 Doc right into the NHL uh, at 18 years old. Um, I think that was more of a surprise than if, if Fantilli were to, to jump in uh, day one. So I wouldn't have a problem with it if he jumped in. I also wouldn't have a problem if he went back, like like the, the comment said. Then he goes back to Michigan, has an opportunity to continue to play on a stacked college program. He's a, he, he's a year older, gets to work a little bit more on his development before getting to the NHL game, gets to play with Frank Nazar, which would be a lot of fun for Blackhawks fans fun. to watch. Uh, and then, you know, you, you, you allow him to have another year to kind of work out some kinks, and then if he steps in to the 24-25 season, steps right in as a 19-20 year old. In a huge free agency summer. Yeah, we big summer like like player that player could too. that could be an opportunity where other prospects that that we're that we're focusing on and, and talking about are coming into the fold at that time too. Like that could be uh, that could be the year where it's just like here's all the kids, a lot of them are ready. Let's see what they can do. Well, the other thing too is if they draft him and he goes back to Michigan, you're talking about another year of high draft picking, very very likely. Well, yeah. You know, and yeah. that well, that's probably going to be the case anyway, even if he's here. Yeah, but you definitely have a shot at another top three pick. If he's here, you'd still probably get top five. You're still in the six. lottery, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I it, it's so hard to predict these things, and then it's obviously ultimately up to Fantilli himself or the team. But Bedard will be here in the opening night lineup. If he's the if he's the pick, if it's two mm-hmm. and it's Fantilli, I would say like fifty yeah. fifty. I think it all depends because going to play in college is is really good for a kid like that's development. He's going to get a ton of practice time. They essentially only play like two games a week. They only play what thirty six regular season games, about that, yeah. less than forty. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about playing every weekend, and then Monday through Friday or, or Monday through Thursday is practice time it's weight room it's video sessions it's learning how to be a better hockey player whereas if he comes to the nhl he's, he's got to develop on the fly while in the rigors of an 82 game season or if they send him to rockford for a little while it's the same thing there's not as much practice there's not as much development time that you would get at the nhl level as mm-hmm. you would playing for the university of michigan i mean he would have a, a, a lot of time to get bigger stronger all that stuff all that off ice stuff as well as learning how to be a better player on the ice but you know and, and I would think as you mentioned Davidson definitely will, is going to be patient if yeah. he's proven that I don't think he's going to rush him but if he feels Adam Fatilli is ready to be an NHL player from day one then that's what he'll be mm-hmm. got a question here from Brady he says hey guys first time 
new at hockey prospecting. How good of a prospect is Connor Bedard and Adam Fantilli? Actually, once every two or three years, once every 10 years, once a generation. Help me compare to other sports. That's tough to do uh, compared to other sports. Yeah. But I will say, look, like if you were to, to put Bedard and Fantilli side by side with like the measurables, the speed and everything, Fantilli's going to win in every category. But Bedard's release makes him such a the goal the goal scoring potential from him is so off the charts mm-hmm. that despite all that he's going to be the number one pick barring catastrophic injury or whatever or um you know gm brain fart um that's how great he is in terms of scoring is mm-hmm. he going to be a patrice bergeron jonathan taves type no, no. he's going to be a high end scorer uh and maybe generational in that way um, whereas I think Fantilli might be the better overall player overall, well, but I don't think he'll ever hit the numbers offensively that Bedard's expected. Yeah, to. I think the expectation is that a, a guy like Anna Fantilli is going to be more of the new age power forward, where it's it's the skating ability for his size is exceptional, and then he's also going to be a horse out there, be six three, close to two hundred pounds. Um, able to play center at the NHL level and be be a, a highly effective offensive player uh, and be be capable in his own end where you know it's, it's he's not a liability. We talked with Cam Robinson of of uh, elite pro, uh, of from elite prospects, and when he was talking about Connor Bedard, he was saying like he's going to be like Patrick Kane, but Patrick Kane plus with like Austin having Matthews having shot. having the ability to score fifty goals in the in the NHL for Connor Bedard is not. A stretch at all and that's and that's and that's it, it that's an incredible thing to say about a kid who hasn't even had his 18th birthday yet like to to be that confident in in his skills is is, is really impressive and you know a lot of people who like to talk themselves out of these top end prospects these kids who can skate skate incredibly see the game incredibly uh you know have have, have great hands great creativity a great shot a lot of times when prospects like that are less than five foot ten, a lot of people love to say, "Well, they'll never make it in the NHL." <laughs> change your change your diaper. Like like Patrick Kane made it in the NHL. Alex DeBrincat is making it in the NHL. Cole Caulfield, Cole Caulfield can score friggin' goals. Like by the way, Theo Evan Fleury was five foot six and played in the Clutchy Grabby era. Theo Fleury it was great. Martin St. Louis, Paul Correa, like. Like go take a walk if you think these that that this day and age a player is too small to make it in the NHL. Uh, if you want to talk yourself out of Connor Bedard because he's five foot ten and one hundred and seventy pounds or something, have fun with that. Like like size is not going to be a factor for him. It's not going to be a hindrance for him. His skating ability is good enough that he's probably going to be able to avoid like, like contact. He's going to be a very, very much like Patrick because King, very water higher in scorer, though. Goal scorer. Yeah. Right. But, no, I'm just saying as far as the Mobility, skating ability. Yeah. Like, Patrick Kane has, for the most part, remained durable through his entire career because you, can, you can't hit him. Unless, he, unless he's getting cheap-shotted from behind and then right. breaks his collarbone. Right. Yeah. And then we're able to spend more money. Before Antoine trade Bermette. Bermette. Yeah. So Anywho, but it, it's the same kind of play. Like, I'm not worried about... Connor Bedard getting beat up because no one's going to be able to. He's not going to take a ton of hits. Right. He's not going to put himself in those positions. You got to catch him to hit him, and not a lot of guys are going to be able to do that. Uh, as far as like, are they generational talents? I would put Bedard in the generational talent category. Mm-hmm. Corey asked uh, a Crosby McDavid level prospect. Not saying that he's the same type of player, but yes, at that same that level, level prospect, yeah. where like you get this guy, and your franchise is. On the uptick, people have been talking about Bedard. For, if he was, the, if he was years. in the draft last year, he would have been number one yeah. overall last year. Fantilli, too. I don't right. put him in the generational talent. No, but I put him like whatever that. Yeah, I put him in a franchise player. I type. think Nathan McKinnon. When I think that's of, exactly uh, what I was going to say. Where it's like a guy that when the pick was made, you were kind of like, okay, yeah, I think he's pretty good. And then five or six years later, you're like, this guy is a freaking superstar. Yeah, like mm-hmm. he's a franchise type player. But I wouldn't put him as like, you know, a guy that's going to revolutionize the game, rewrite the record books, anything like that. But he's definitely a guy, if you get him on your team, he's instantly, you're instantly better. You're, he's instantly your top prospect 
and he's a guy you can build around. Yeah, and uh, I, in fairness, Fantilli would have been number one overall in this draft too. Last summer, he probably could have been. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he probably could have been. And and that's you know when we, when we talked about you know Bedard Fantilli and and the comparisons and is Fantilli a consolation prize? Like technically, yes, but he is still a number one overall quality player. Absolutely. And so, so if the Blackhawks be number one. Yeah, if the Blackhawks miss out on Bedard and and they fall to number two, and you get Anna Fantilli, there is still so much to be excited about. It's like we then we say that on the show. Would you? Would you? sacrifice the opportunity to draft Bedard if it guaranteed you Fantilli. Yeah, and I think I would do that. Yeah. I but I know. still want Connor Bedard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm glad know. it's a hypothetical because the reality is the Blackhawks right now have a really good chance at Connor Bedard. Uh, Mike says, would either one of these guys have been number one pick going back to the Austin Matthews draft? Bedard, maybe. You think maybe. about like the hype level at that time. I think there'd be a conversation. There, there definitely would be because he would have had an advantage being that he was Canadian, Austin Matthews was American, right? And, yeah, and Toronto Ooh. drafting first overall. That's true. Who had the second pick that year? Uh, they had Winnipeg. They took Liney. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and there was. I mean, yeah, that's. I, th- I think if Bedard was in that, was in that draft class, I think the Matthews Bedard comparison would be pretty tight. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's. Uh, that's an interesting thought exercise, yeah. yeah. But I mean, look, it's could could Fantilli be Matthews good? Yeah, why not? Like that level of output, goal wise, like sixty goals. Uh, I don't, I don't think the way he, I think Matthews is is his best attribute is his ability to score in a variety of ways. I don't know if, I don't know if I trust that Fantilli could be, you know, like the term five tool player. As far as his goal scoring ability, I don't know if if it's that dynamic. Whereas with Bedard, I think it it, it seems to be that way. Um, and then that was the that was the calling card on Matthews in, in his draft year was just his ability to score, just in in any in any way that he uh, that he could. Um, but I I mean, look, could Adam Fantilli put up fifty goals one one se- one one year or one day in the NHL? Yeah, he definitely could. I don't know if he's gonna you know, be the, the, the first player to eclipse 65 since uh, Ovechkin or Stamkos or whoever did it that year uh, did that. So that's just my read on it. There are some other Blackhawks in the tournament, and I, I think I misspoke earlier. There's four Blackhawks on Team Canada, and there's uh, Victor Schornborg on Team Sweden, mm-hmm. so it's five. I might have said four, but I meant on Team Canada. Captain of Team um, Sweden. Ethan Del Mastro, Nolan Allen. We talked about Kevin Korchinski a little bit. And somebody asked me on Twitter, like, what do you want to see from – those guys in this tournament. It, what I want to see from Korchinski is defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see how he defends because the offensive game is pretty mature and pretty developed as far as uh, his game goes so far. Mm-hmm. And from the other two, I want to see them on the offensive side a little bit. Can they move the puck? There was a moment in Canada's game against Czechia where Nolan Allen took the puck from the left point, circled behind the net, came out to the other side, made a nice pass, got back to his spot. So you're seeing him activate a little bit offensively. We know that Del Mastro, we know that Allen can defend. Mm-hmm. We know that Korchinski can score. So I want to see those three do the opposite of what they're known for, yep. right? That's kind of what I'm looking for from those guys. But I, I've, Del Mastro is really impressive. And when we saw, you know, Prospects Camp, that he just had a different look to him mm-hmm. as a – he looks like a veteran, an NHL veteran yeah. size-wise and the way he moves, the way he skates, the way he sees the game. Um, I think that's a dude who – He'll be in the NHL sooner than later. Um, yeah. And the fact that he is wearing a letter for Canada and is, is back after the summer tournament, after kind of being a fringe, you know, a fringe injury, pick for the summer tournament, and has, yeah. has, has earned his way up, yeah. uh, he's been really impressive. And, look, he's not going to be a guy who dazzles you and puts a ton of points on the board, but you can never have too many guys that can defend. Yeah. And if you're talking about, you know, Allen and Del Mastro, coming out and being those two, being those kind of players. And if Gorchinski projects to what we think he's going to be, that's a pretty good th- – those are three really good defensemen to start with, Yep. to yeah. start your next generation with. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I think if you can there, – there's no, it's never a bad thing to have a guy who's big, physical, defensively sound, and every once in a while can make a play offensively, uh, you know, with a stretch pass 
or um, you know having having the ability to to, to control a uh, you know a breakout or anything like that. That's a guy like Ethan Del Mastro that that he, that he can do that. Um, I think one of the one of the biggest things for him is his physical is his physical game and not being a guy who's just going out there looking to run you over. Like there's 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 a ton of big defensemen who just love to just run people into the boards mm-hmm. and then they get out of position. I don't see that out of Del Mastro. I see I see him having a more um, controlled game defensively and using the physicality in you know more of winning board battles and and being able to push push guys out of the way. Now again, 18, 19 years old, he has has a physical advantage over most people in his age group. Will it translate to the professional game whenever he makes the, makes the jump? Um, I'm I'm encouraged that it will, but we'll have we'll have to see how it goes. Um, and and, that, and yeah, the 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 leadership part of it too. The character is a big thing that. Kyle Davidson and, and this Blackhawks uh, organization has has really focused on since the changeover, um, and 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 I think Del Mastro really uh, has has a, a, a is a great character person. You see, if you've seen the, some of the content from Hockey Canada um, during the, the the camp and the tournament, um, they had Del Mastro mic'd up. You, you see how much he interacts with 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 his teammates, how much of a, of a positive uh, influence he is, and and teammates have have. Uh, really raved about that, about how he's how well of of a communicator he is as a player, uh, and and a guy in the locker room, and he's a uh, has twice served as captain of the Mississauga Steelheads in the OHL. He's part of the leadership group with Canada. Like I think he's he's a guy that a lot of fans should be excited about because, like you said, like I think his his path to the NHL is going to be uh, quicker than maybe even last year we thought. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think. Blackhawk fans should be very excited about what the future blue line looks like. I mean, we've got you just mentioned it. Del Mastro and Allen are your 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 stay at home defensive defensemen. Um, you know, your Nicholas Jarmelson unsung hero type defensemen. Uh, defensemen. What kind of language is that? Defensemen. <laughs> defensemen uh, from the jewels. Yes. <laughs> that's how you. That's how we say defensemen in Chicago. Got to go with the defensemen in the first <laughs> round, my friend. And then. Uh, you know, Korczynski's that puck-moving offensive defenseman. Sam Renzel, in three or four years, hits the level that they're hoping for. There's another possibly elite type of offensive mm-hmm. defenseman. That's five guys right there. A guy like Isaac Phillips is that kind of in-between. Um, that, that guy that is big and physical and defends well but can chip in offensively when need be. Yep. So there is a lot to be excited about, and we haven't even mentioned a guy like Alex Regula, uh, Alex, Alex Vlasic, uh, Alec Regula, Alex Vlasic. <laughs> Those guys, A Vlasic and A Regula. Yep, yep. Some pickle and yeah, <laughs> some type spaghetti of sauce and pickle. pickle That's what we're gonna call. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna pickle say lettuce and sauce. Lettuce, right? Sure. Right, those we haven't even talked Agula? about those guys or Jakob Galvis. Yeah, who's Jakob like, Galvis. So yeah. I mean, obviously, they're not all these guys are going to be NHLers. They're not all going to be NHLers with the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a lot to be excited about defensively, and some of those guys are just going to be currency and allow you to get things you don't have. Mm-hmm. If you've got an overabundance of really good young defensemen, and you're you know. Say you need a forward or two, or you need a goaltender, mm-hmm. you've got currency to go out and get what you need. So, r- looking really good uh, on the blue line are, are the Hawks. You mentioned uh, Sam Renzel. Little heads up, I realized this last night when someone told us on our Discord, Sam Renzel will be in town to play the Chicago Steel on Friday, January 20th at mm-hmm. the Fox Valley Ice Arena. I might head out to that game and see if we can get a chat with Sam Renzel. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Why not? He just uh, won gold with Team USA at the World Junior A Challenge uh, earlier this month. He's 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 a guy. When they took him in the first round, it was okay. He's a long term project. Then the Blackhawks had some flexibility to do right. that. When you get three first round picks, you yep. didn't expect to have. Um, yeah, I mean he's tall. He's kind of thin, a little yeah. gangly right now, yeah. but he's got time to to put some put some uh, six four one eighty. Yeah, he's got some time to, to eat some beefs and have him have him hang out CHGO off intern at CHGO next there summer. We'll go. put twenty pounds on Send him. Like him that. I'll bring him some meat sticks <laughs> yeah. from Green Ridge Farm. Green Ridge meat will sticks. plump him up real good. We'll, we'll have our guy Charlie hook him up. Yeah, that's it. We'll get him. We'll get him 
bulked up in no time. <laughs> Charlie, by the way, Charlie the big guy is uh, buying the Shady Rays. He's buying all kind of CHGO Love merch. It. He's keeping he's, us afloat, he's, man. He's our, he's our guy. <laughs> he's our Gotta guy. return the favor and purchase some cured meats from him. Speaking of Shady Rays. Uh, Bijan makes a good point, too. Don't forget about Wyatt Kaiser, who we yeah, haven't really mentioned yet. Why, yeah, Wyatt Kaiser. We've got, uh, we've, there's an abundance of riches on the blue line uh, in the Blackhawks' future. And uh, if you want an abundance of riches on your face to protect you from the sun, <laughs> nice. you, know. you can get yourself a couple of really awesome pairs of sunglasses for not a lot of money. How can you do that, you ask? Well, you need to go visit our friends at Shady Rays, who went out to try and change the sunglasses market. They thought sunglasses were way too expensive, and they said, nope, we're not going to do that anymore. And they have changed the game, and you do not have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this winter because our friends at Shady Rays have you and your precious eyeballs covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and... Styles catered to everyone and everybody's lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of Iowa. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Did you drop them down one of the open sewers on Racine? Did you lose them trying to do a Michigan goal against Mm -hmm. Czechia? Well, it doesn't matter how you lose them or break them. If you do it on day one, they will replace them. And even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality. I could tell you from being a customer of theirs for a couple of years that they are just as good, if not better, than any of the expensive pairs on the market. Shady Rays also does something very cool. They will donate 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product, and they have told our team that if anyone has a problem, they will throw profit right out the giant test window at the Shady Rays factory and do whatever it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And because they love CHGO listeners almost as much as we do, they are offering you their deepest deal of the season. Use the promo code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That's buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs of sunglasses for as low as 54 bucks. Be like our guy, Charlie the Bacon Guy, and redeem at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. Came in handy driving yesterday with the glare of the melting snow and the sun. I just love seeing the sunshine. I love that it's not negative 35 degrees wind chill. Winter uh, is so much more tolerable when the sun's out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the guns are out. (laughs) And the buns are out. Yeah. Anyway, hockey fans, be sure to light the lamp this winter with our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League. New customers can bet just 5 bucks pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Our plus 10,000 bet fell through last night. Mm. Who could have imagined Shucks. that uh, the Hawks wouldn't have done a million things to get that one? But, hey, throw a buck down. Can buy multiple too bets. Good to be true. Like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code CHGO. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. I need to know. Am I? I, I mean, I, I think the Blues suck, but obviously... They do. They do play hockey probably a little better than the Blackhawks this year. Am I riding the first to score? Yes. And yep. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Tomorrow. Absolutely. You're, you're, if, you ride, if you ride that bet the rest of the year, every game, you're going to finish way ahead. I know. It's mm-hmm. just, still, hitting at 80, game, it's still hitting yeah. at over 80% for the season. Yeah, so. Columbus is coming up again, right? Aren't we New Year's Eve. Columbus, yeah. uh, you, you, maybe uh, is it you a, can pause at that night. Is it a revenge game, though? Can I take it? It's, it's on feel, the road. So yeah. If you, you want to feel better about yourself and say, hey, I, I put some money on the Hawks for one, maybe it's a Columbus game. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think you roll the first first goal and the winner yeah. against the Hawks every game. Every yeah. game. Yeah, last you're going to win 80 First period money line as well is a good one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it feels like not only are they down one nothing in every game, they're down 2 nothing in every game. Most games, yep. yep. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, that's how you do it. That's a, If you want to ease the pain 
of a uh, of yeah, a tough you, rebuild season. Bet with your just brain, bet not against with the your hearts. heart. Yep, that, I know it's is, brutal to say, but it's true. That's a lesson I had to learn <laughs> early this season because yeah. I was like, oh, Patrick Kane point, and you know, oh yeah, Blackhawks to you know cover the spread and stuff. And I haven't ah. learned that with the Bulls yet. I still keep ah. thinking, oh, this team they they could beat the the You're Houston still Rockets. Red. Nope. Sure. Seeing red. Yeah, you're going to be in the red if you do that. Yeah, good call there. That's, that's bad, good. right? Being yeah. in the red is yeah. a bad one. Uh, I believe so. That's yeah, why it's called black. black is good. That's why it's called yeah. Black Friday. That's, you know that? Oh, nice. Yes. Mm. Makes sense. Good to know. Yeah, you get out of the red and into the black. All right. Well, yeah, the my, companies do. The customers companies do. do yeah, not. customers, it's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, well, we're back. Speaking of the, uh, the beloved St. Louis Blues, we're back after tomorrow night's game. Puck drop at 7, so 9.45, 10-ish. We should be on with your full uh, Blackhawks Blues post game. Before you sign off, make sure you smash that like button. We appreciate you being here with us on this Wednesday, and we will talk to you uh, Thursday night after Hawks Blues on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.